Presidential candidates Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis have now traded jabs with each other over who the, quote, establishment candidate is after Haley received a huge endorsement Tuesday. Nikki Haley gained the financial backing of Americans for Prosperity Action, which is a powerful, influential political network associated with the billionaire Charles Koch. They and the other remaining candidates, however, still face the challenge, of course, of defeating the former, or the front runner, I should say, the former president. Sources tell CNN the former president's advisors believe Iowa could be a wild card, with the former president potentially falling short, as he did in 2016. The focus is also on New Hampshire, where independents can, of course, vote in the primary. CNN's latest polling shows the former president's maintaining a lead in the state, but our next guest, who has been campaigning in New Hampshire extensively, has also seen a rise in support there. Joining me now is 2024 candidate and former New Jersey governor... Chris Christie. Governor Christie, good to see you. If Ambassador Haley is on the rise and DeSantis is on the decline, all while the former president holds, what does that mean for you? Yeah, I'm on the rise, too, as your poll just showed. Um, I think we're both benefiting, both Governor Haley and I, from um, Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy's drop. As you can see, he's dropped significantly as well uh, into the single digits. And so, you know, I, I think we're going to see this is a three-person race um, in New Hampshire. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to fighting up there in New Hampshire for every vote. And I believe we're going to do very, very well on January 23rd. Would a third-place showing for you be enough for you to continue? Look, Anderson, it depends on what that third place showing looks like. Um, and, you know, is it, the, you know, what's the margin, all the rest. So, you know, how about this? We've got, you know, um, about eight weeks to go uh, before we get there. How about we wait to see what happens? You know, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. I'm, I've been around for a while. And uh, I'll know whether what I've done is good enough or not um, to continue. Uh, but I absolutely anticipate it will be. I see us on the rise. And uh, we're going to continue to do well because... Anderson, like, we're the ones speaking the truth in this race. We've been speaking the truth about Donald Trump. Uh, Ron DeSantis won't speak about Donald Trump much at all. And Nikki Haley was in South Carolina two days ago saying that for some reason, drama seems to follow him. Well, that is trying to make Donald Trump out to be an innocent victim. Um, when, in fact, I could tell you why drama follows him, uh, because he creates it. He creates chaos and drama um, by lying to the American people about the results of the 2020 election, by trying to steal that election, by being indicted four times. Uh, you know, there's no mystery as to why drama follows him. And I think that's just a way of someone trying to sound like they're being critical of Donald Trump, but not too critical because they don't want to criticize him. Uh, that's just not the way to run, to beat someone. That's running for second place. The, as we mentioned, Nikki Haley obviously got this big endorsement uh, by the organization funded by Charles Koch. That prompted DeSantis to blast her as the establishment candidate. How do you see it? And, and can you, I mean, it's a lot of money. Obviously, it's a big boost for Nikki Haley. Well, look, good for her. You know, everyone's out there trying to get endorsements and help, and uh, I'm doing the same thing, and good for her. Congratulations on getting that support. Um, I think that's that's great for her. I don't think that voters in New Hampshire give a darn about who Americans for Prosperity supports. That's not the way they're going to determine their vote. Frankly, I think the way New Hampshire voters are going to determine their vote is who's telling them the truth, who is telling them the same thing in New Hampshire that they say in Iowa. And this is a big problem for Governor Haley on the abortion issue. You know, she has been out there saying, let's not divide the American people anymore. Uh, this this issue is too divisive. We should leave it alone. And then she goes to Iowa, where she's sitting at a very conservative forum in front of Bob Vanderplatz and says she would sign a six-week national, six-week ban on abortion. I mean, look, 
what really is the truth. Which one are you for? I make it very clear. I would not sign a six-week ban on uh, a national ban on abortion. And the reason I wouldn't is twofold. One, we've been fighting for 50 years in this country to say the Supreme Court took these decisions away from the people of our country and put it in the hands of uh, nine justices on the court. Uh, now Dobbs returned that to the people. I want to keep it with the people. Yeah. Um, Governor Haley wants to return it to politicians. Look, Anderson, all you need to do is look at the House trying to pick a speaker and the Senate trying to do simple military promotions. Do you want to put the question of human life in the hands of those folks? I'd rather have the people of all 50 states make their own decision. Governor Haley's now taking the position she wants a six-week ban um, on abortion. Yeah. I don't think that's something that folks in New Hampshire are going to agree with. Last time we spoke, you were about to travel to Israel. There's obviously been a pause in the fighting as the hostages have been uh, uh, released. Prisoners, Palestinian prisoners have, have been released in return. We're waiting to see whether this truce is extended. Do you think it should be? I think that's completely up to Israel. Now, look, I spent a lot of time when I was in Israel with some families of, um, of hostages. And, you know, they gave me this dog tag, which I keep with me since they gave it to me, Anderson. Um, and it says, bring them home now. And I understand that each one of these families wants their loved ones home. And I think what Israel has to decide is, um, are these pauses significantly hurting their ability to be able to degrade Hamas's military capability over the long term well enough so that people can return to their homes? Uh, and that's the real question here. So I'm all for as many of these hostages being released as quickly as they can. And Hamas should be releasing all these people, especially the women and children. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a decision for Prime Minister Netanyahu to make. I would say this, here are the three priorities. Priority number one, protect the territorial integrity and the safety and security of the Israeli people. Priority number two, degrade Hamas's military capability so that they can no longer do what they did on October 7th to the Israeli people. I went to a kibbutz, as you know, that's 600 yards away from the Gaza border. Those people have to be able to return home, and right now they can't. And third, we have to get these hostages home. Yeah. That's a delicate balance, and it's difficult. That's why leadership is difficult, Anderson, um, if they can continue to get more out. But ultimately, this cannot be a ceasefire, because I don't believe, according to the Israelis, that the Hamas military capability is reduced enough at this point to make them not a threat to Israel's existence and the safety and security of its people. Uh, Governor Christian, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Meanwhile, Anderson, thanks for having me. On Capitol Hill, a source tells CNN the House is set to vote this Friday on expelling Republican fabulous Congressman George Santos. The House Ethics Committee released a damning report earlier this month laying out what they say is substantial evidence he misused campaign funds and, and committed unlawful conduct. That's to say nothing of the litany of lies he's been caught in over the past year, his grandparents being Holocaust survivors, they weren't. Him being a member of the volleyball team at Brook College, he wasn't. But despite, that's Harry Anton laughing. But despite growing support from Republicans to oust Santos, Speaker Johnson has expressed reservations over expelling him. Our favorite data reporter, Harry Anton, joins me now to break down how voters really feel about him. So do voters think he should remain? No, they want amadios amigos, right? I mean, when we think of people who leave their job involuntarily or would be forced out, we think of Richard Nixon, right, perhaps in 1974. I don't remember. Perhaps you do. Um, and about two-thirds of voters nationwide thought that he should resign from office. Long Islanders, look at this, over 80% of them believe he should go adios amigos. So the fact of the matter is he has no support in his home territory, and we've seen this in poll after poll after poll. 
so it's how does that view about Republicans across the country? Yeah, you know, there's this idea, you know, tomorrow we'll see how many Republicans actually vote to expel him. But here's the deal. Most Republicans nationwide do not like this guy. His favorable rating amongst them, well below 20%. You compare that with Richard Nixon back in the 70s, right? I think there's this idea that there was a bipartisan push to get him out. In fact, there were a lot of Republicans who actually still liked him. His approval rating was 50% in the last Gallup poll that was taken before he did. And if left. he's expelled, how likely is it that his seat would remain Republican hands? Yeah, so this is the great question. You know, I don't know what the heck is going to happen tomorrow. And I don't know what happened if he does, in fact, get expelled. If we look at the history of the voting patterns in New York's 3rd District, yes, Joe Biden won that seat by about 8 percentage points. But it wasn't just George Santos who won back in 2022. In fact, the Republican candidate, Joe Pinion, for United States Senate, won there by 4 points. So if the Republicans were worried, hey, if we get rid of him, would that necessarily mean we lose a seat? I would say not necessarily. Republicans have been doing really well in special elections and elections since Joe Biden was elected out on Long Island. It would be a very interesting race, to say the least. Mary Anton, thanks very much. Thank you. Adios, amigos. Adios, amigos.